Hello, 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 my podcast and family. How are you guys doing today? That's right. If you hear a little humming in the background, I apologize. That is a generator that is uh, powering a lot of electricity all at once. Unfortunately, it can't do it quietly. So you just got to bear with me as I talk. Harriet Tubman. Yes. Here's the thing. Um, You've seen this movie before. In middle school. Remember in middle school when you'd watch a movie like after you you finished a chapter in the book? uh, And and it would be, you know, Abraham Lincoln. Now let's watch a movie on it. And you didn't pay attention to the movie except every once in a while when you would look up because there was a loud noise or something was happening. And then you went right back to whatever you were doing, right? You would be drawing on your paper. You would probably be talking with your friends in the back. You'd probably, I don't know, God, any anything but actually watching the movie. This is this movie. It's not bad. It's not bad at all. What happens is, it's not interesting. It's really, really boring. Because the movie focuses on nothing other than, hey, Harriet Tubman did these things. Let's make an hour and a half highlights of the things that she did. But let's show you, uh, not the process. Let's show you, oh, hey, uh, your name was Mindy. Well, it turns out your free name is Harriet Tubman and you freed the slaves and you were a slave yourself. Oh, good. Yeah, you're you're an empowering woman. Awesome. And that's it. That's really it. Uh, there's no focus on the struggle that probably obviously happened for Harriet Tubman. There's no focus on her as a character. There's this weird uh, force-sensitive idea that the movie keeps throwing at you for some reason. It's this... Oh, you know, whenever she would get into a predicament, she would have this vision in her head where she could actually see the future. That's the kind of movie we're dealing with right now. That's the kind of movie that we're getting at. Let that sink in for a minute. Oh, God. It, it's not even so much that it, it, it goes out of its way to do that. You know, it's not like the movie itself is saying, oh, you know, she was probably some type of psychic. It just seems like the movie was trying to make it come across that, you know, because she was religious and that she was in this dire sensitive situation that she was able to focus clearly and God found her a way. You know, God showed her the way. It's... One, it's lazy writing. It's really lazy writing. Because every time it would happen, it was always in a situation where, how was she going to get out of this? You know, when she'd go free the slaves, uh, you know, she'd come back and, you know, the the slave owners or the uh, Gideon, who was her master, would catch up to her and she, you know, she'd, she'd have a vision, right? And then something would happen where she would, she got to get away. It, it's, yeah, it's, it leaves almost a bad taste in your mouth because there's no way that happened in real life and that's, that's almost in poor taste, almost, 
But the the people I was watching this, they they had a blast. So maybe it's not. The other thing too is that I highly doubt anyone's really gonna see this. Uh, I don't know what the the budget was or how many people saw it. My theater was fairly fairly full. There was obviously a church group that that went and saw this because uh, all of them got up. There was probably about ten to eleven of them. And they were just having a blast. Uh, there was almost points in the movie where I almost wanted to tell them to, to stay quiet. But I, I realize, you know, honestly what they're doing as they're talking to the screen whenever something would happen or a character would start to monologue, they, they'd be right there going along with it, right? It'd be, yeah, yeah, that's right, yeah, mm-hmm, God gonna take care of you. It's just, it was a lot of that. And I realized, you know, that's really no different than, you know, when Captain America holds uh, Thor's hammer or the Millennium Falcon pops up for the first time on screen and fans just go nuts and they start clapping and crying and cheering. So I realized, you know what, that's, you know, it wouldn't be fair on my part to tell them to stop when I've done my fair share of cheering in a movie. But they really ate this up. They really did. Uh, I mean, I guess I keep going talking about the movie. There's... How do I say this, man? You've seen you've seen all of this before. If you don't know Harriet Tubman's story, you know, because, I mean, only the really only time that you were meant to learn it, or at least probably had to learn about it, was in school. I mean, you, you know, you understand what the Underground Railroad is, at least, I think, for the most part, most people do. Um, I know when I, I started to uh, uh, watch this movie, I had to remember it as a... It was a burrow. It was a, a tunnel under the ground, and that's how she snuck them out. At least that's fairly what I remember. That's why it was called the Underground Railroad. Not that it had anything to do with the railroad, but it was just... That's how they snuck out. Maybe textbooks got that wrong uh, over the years, um, but the Underground Railroad in this is more a union of people who want to help free slaves. Pennsylvania was a fairly close, like, it was a fairly close city uh, for slaves to run away to. Uh, it was only about 100 miles, at least for them, um, which that comes across at no point in the movie. At no point in the movie do you feel any of that. Uh, like, you see Harriet Tubman, the first time she runs away, she jumps off a bridge uh, into water, she can't swim, and uh, she goes across some woods, happens to, you know, find a, a, a place to hide for a while, and then, boom, she's in Pennsylvania. That, that That's, that's... Like, that should be a focal point. A focal point of her running away from the plantation, getting freedom, able to get on her own two feet, and then realize, I can't just live like this. I need to free my people. And when she goes back and there's situations like, she wants to free slaves, but, uh, you know, some of these slaves are older. Some of these slaves have kids. Some of these slaves, you know, are... Uh, they're not well equipped to run away, and there's focuses and and focal points where you're 
the movie will go into that and it'll say, hey, look, we all can't just get up and run. You know, some of us, you know, our lives are kind of here. And that those points are fine, but really when the slaves are running away, I felt none of that. I felt none of it because it just always seems like, hey, Pennsylvania is only across these woods. That's it. And how many times... There, there's a point in the movie where it's a montage. Where she runs away, comes back, gets a couple slaves. Runs, uh, goes back, gets a couple slaves. And just keeps doing it. And throughout the movie, you know, you, you see like other slave owners. And they're angry because they have runaway slaves. And they think that she's Moses. And all of this. And, and in reality, I bet you it took way longer than that. And it, even the timelines in this movie too is... It's fairly off. You know, like a year is supposed to go by, but it doesn't really feel like a year went by. It kind of felt like a couple of days went by. Uh, the the actress in this, I don't know her name off the top of my head. I should have probably looked into that. She was in uh, uh, Bad Times of El Royale. Um, that's that's the only thing I've seen her in. Her, her performance is, is fine. It's pretty decent. Uh, she's a phenomenal singer. Phenomenal singer. She she does some pretty uh, solid singing in this as as well as just being Harriet Tubman as a I don't want to say cocky but she certainly was very high in confidence and she did not take uh, she didn't let people step on her at least you know the the people that you know she had power over right you know she she had problems with other slave owners. There's a guy named Gideon in the movie um, who is the son of the slave owner. By the way, there's this old-timey slave owner who, in the beginning of the movie, he's the one who owns all the slaves. Then he dies. They don't show you a body. They don't even show you, like, him in a casket or anything. I didn't even, I, I didn't even know he died until, like, way later in the movie. I kept wondering, well, where's this? I wonder what happened to that guy. Oh, it turns out he died. Yeah, there was a funeral in the beginning of the movie. And they show you nobody. So that's that's always a good sign. There's probably some type of reshoot or something. Um, and, the, and then his son takes over and he's the bad guy throughout the whole movie. Yay. But he looks like a, a terrible person too. He looks like one of Trump's kids. He just has that like like real bright blue eyes with like long hair. And he's just a complete jerk. Yeah. That's fine. Gino Monet is in this as well. Um, she always turns up a great performance in anything, really, in anything. Even the, the small role that she has, you can really tell that being a part of a project like this is something that she wants to do. So you, you can't knock her for that. Um, she plays a, um, a hotel uh, hostess. I, I believe she owns a hotel. And uh, there she uh, takes care of other runaway slaves who, who get there. And so... Uh, she has a pretty brutal death in this movie. Um, something I didn't, I was almost shocked at because of the PG-13. Um, and not that there's like crazy amounts of blood. It's just, it's the way it's cut. You know, usually when you do like a punch, you know, you, you'll, they'll do the, you know, the throw the punch towards someone's face and they'll turn and then you put the, the sound later. But here was a lot more blunt. It was almost like a fist going right into her face. That just look, it just, it looked really like almost real, you know, I mean, I, I don't know if, there was 
possi- possibly a a chance that you know she probably got hit. Oh, uh, other other than that, man, there's there's nothing really to say about this movie that that I could probably persuade anybody to watch this. Um, it just one, it almost feels like it's just a a Sparknote version of of Harriet Tubman's life. And I bet you there's probably a really good documentary, documentary, uh, sorry about that, that probably really goes in-depth about Harriet Tubman and her life. And if not about her life, at least the Underground Railroad situation at hand. I bet you there's there's probably one really good one on Netflix or something that I haven't looked for that probably, um, you know, PBS probably did or, you know, maybe some some studio probably did. There has to be one. Because this movie, as a biopic, like most biopics, you you want to focus on someone's life, but you have to condense it down into two hours. And when you condense down to two hours, man, you got to water down everything. Everything. And especially in Harriet's life, where uh, they would talk about things that happened to her, and then you realize... These things aren't going to play into the movie at all, and we're probably not going to go back to it. And you realize, ah, I kind of want to see how that plays into her situation. There's a part in the movie where uh, she says that she got her her skull fractured. And uh, the person that she's talking to, he's taking notes, and he realized this woman probably has some type of brain damage. Which is probably one of the reasons why she probably can't read. Which, you know, if anything, that makes it more dangerous because she can't read signs um, to, to get where she's going. You know, the, the only way that she knew was to follow a pastor who told her, look, do this, do this, and do this, and you'll get to Pennsylvania. Um, those things are so small, but they, they make such a big impact because if you focus on it just a little bit more, just a little bit more, I bet you... That, that makes Harriet Tubman feel that much more heroic. Like, you realize, wow, man, she has this horrible thing that happened to her, and she overcame it tenfold. Tenfold. You know, that, that, that's really all I could say, man, because these watered-down parts of the movie, it makes it almost boring. And when you make it boring again, it's in it's in bad taste. You don't. I don't want to say that about Harriet Tubman. I I bet you she was a phenomenal woman. You know the fact that we still know her name to this day uh, still speaks. You know more than anything she probably could have said herself. Um, but you know she deserves something a lot better than this. And and maybe in a couple years we'll try this again. You know, maybe get like a real just like 12 years a slave aesthetic where you make it rated R and and you really just tell the story that she obviously went through. Because even in some parts of this movie, you see that as a person, she is so fed up with being a slave. I'm talking fed up. You know, the, the one thing in the beginning of the movie, and this is clear that this is her motivation was... Um, you know, I, I want to have children. I'm married. And she marries a free man. She says, hey, I want my kids to be free. I, you know, I don't think it's fair that 
you know, if they're born, they have to be born a slave. And of course, the slave owner is like, no, I own you. I own your children. You know, and in the movie, she, the, the slave owner owns her parents, owns her. And she's like, I just don't want, I, I, let's break this, this thread here of slavery. And, and that's what really motivates her throughout the whole movie. Um, but let, let's, let's really like deep, deep dive into that. Like, let's spend an extra 10 to 15 minutes on that. Because that, those 10 to 15 minutes that you, that got wasted with other things that, like, for example, there's characters in this that are almost caricature that I don't, I don't know if they even existed in real life. Or if they did, they really over-exaggerated their role in her life. Uh, there's one gentleman that I, I don't even remember his name. Um, he had like a, a raccoon tail in his, in his hat. If you saw the movie, you'd probably know what I'm talking about. It's, um, it, it, like roles like that just kind of eat up a lot of time and you don't, you don't need that. You know, let her, the movie's about her. Let's focus on her. Let's, you don't need to introduce all these characters all at once and I'm, I bet you they probably were in her life, but, you know, they're not interesting either. So, really, you're, you're kind of losing on both ends. So, uh, I'm going to go ahead and give this movie a C-. This is pretty down the middle for me. Um, I don't think I'll ever watch this again. I'll probably I'll probably completely forget that I've seen this. I'm, I'm only been thinking about it, you know, so much, you know, because I, I saw it and I figured, well, I'll do a review on it. Um, but I think once that's done, there's, this will be one of those movies that like in another month when I'm doing the rundown for our top 10, the top, top 10, best of 10 worst. I'll be like, Oh, that's right. Harriet, Harriet came out. Uh, I'm sure this will probably play pretty big in, in some schools somewhere. I really feel like this is going to be the type of movie that you are going to watch in like three or four years. Um, if you're like in middle school or early high school. You're going to see this movie in class. I guarantee you. I guarantee you that's what's going to happen. It's just, it it's it hits every beat that you need for a movie. Like, it, it's about an hour and a half anyways. Or maybe two hours. Um, that, that's really about it. So, uh, that's my review for Harriet's. Uh, you guys can go to Twitter and Instagram. At Cinema Flavor. We are now on TikTok as well. Uh, I just downloaded the app. Uh, so if you don't see any any contents or any videos or anything, um, that's because it's still fairly new. And also go to uh, Apple Podcast, Google Podcast, Spotify, Stitcher, and Breaker and listen to any platform that you would like. All right, guys, I am out. Bye.